Hello there. My name is Mark, aka the Canardian Jedi, and this is episode 81 of Holocron Chronicles. Charlie is away in some other galaxy again, doing his Star Trek thing, enjoying a cruise or whatever, as if, you know, people are allowed to take vacations. Sheesh. Uh, I don't even, no, I'm just joking. I hope Charlie and his wife are having the best time on their Star Trek cruise. This show is all about Star Wars, but Charlie always mentions Star Trek at some point, and I've just done it in the first eight seconds, and he's not even here. So I hope you're having a good time, Charlie. Uh, We miss you. Can't wait to have you back. Uh, But I have a very special guest joining me today for the first time. That is Malcolm Jackson, a.k.a. Jedi Master Malk. Malcolm, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You said this is your first podcast ever, not only your first appearance on this show. Yes. And, and I'm stoked, I am stoked to be here. That is awesome, man. I'm, I'm so happy to have you. Uh, we're going to be talking Bad Batch, but before we get into that, we're going to learn all about you. But first... I have to thank our amazing supporters over at patreon.com slash secret friends unite, where you can head right now for a seven day free trial and check out all the exclusive and early stuff over there. Subscriptions to our Patreon feed also get you ad free versions of the audio for all the podcasts across everything. So a bunch of different shows and early access to stuff, exclusive stuff for as, uh, as low as $1. I have to thank our friends with benefits, uh, Membership level, uh, John Sedorf, the Phoenix Sisters cosplay, Brendan Myers, Matthew Keel, and Corey in HD, as well as our BFF tier, Sean Stella and Henry Nias, and Missy Merchant. Thank you all. Again, head over to patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite. Throw a dollar our way. If you can't do that, uh, for, it's completely understandable, completely okay. Uh, but if you can't do that, please share the show. Subscribe on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up and a like so more people find our stuff or follow us on social media um, at Secret Friends U and, uh, and visit us over at secretfriendsunite.com and, uh, and just help spread the word about all these shows that we do. Um, with all that said, with all that out of the way, I want to learn more about Malcolm Jackson. Uh, so first off, tell us a little bit about the content that you, that you create. I am a Star Wars, Marvel, and DC cosplayer. I've cosplayed characters such as Obi-Wan, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and then I've cosplayed Star-Lord in the Marvel Universe, and right now, uh, all for DC, I have Nightwing, who has been my favorite DC character since the Injustice days. Nice. Awesome. I love... Your cosplays are amazing. There's not a single one that I've seen that I'm like, this is, you know, like, average or whatever. Like, you, you always just make sure it looks great and make sure it's just like the best it can be. Um, how is it just like you, you pick your favorite characters? Do you pick, uh, you know, do you see, do you build your own cosplays? Do you order Is it a little mix? What, what do you, what do you do to get into to your suits? I've ordered all my cosplays. I don't have the time or talent to, to make my own. And to your uh, first question, these are characters who mean a lot to me. My personal favorites, like Obi-Wan, he's my favorite character in all of star Wars. Um, ben Solo is my favorite character from the sequel trilogy. Um, Luke and Han are, are are my two top favorites from the original trilogy. And who else do I got uh, in Star Wars? I think that's it uh, for Star Wars, th- those four characters. There was a Jyn Erso there, wasn't there, at one point? Oh, geez, how can I forget my girl? Yes, I do have a Jyn Erso cosplay. <laughs> Um, Padme Amidala has always been my favorite female character from watching prequels growing up, but back in 2016 when I saw Rogue One, I she she took the first spot for me, Jen Erso. And I've always wanted to cosplay as her, but I was um, a little concerned of, of the controversy I may bring into, you know, a male a male cosplayer dressing as a female character. So when I reached out to my friends, they told me, J- just do it. Yeah. yeah. And um, as, as soon as I posted it, I... Sorry, I've received nothing but love and praise for my Generoso cosplay. It's a great one. I love it. I love any kind of like anytime we see gender bend cosplays, uh, and it's you're right. Like usually it is the other way around. You know, a female version of Kylo Ren or a female 
uh, Anakin Skywalker or whatever it is, Anakin, whatever it is, right? Like we see that kind of stuff all the time. And it's not that I don't appreciate that, but I really love that you just kind of went for it and, and did the, the kind of flip on that and just uh, whoever, whoever told you like just to go for it. Yeah. Thank you. Cause that's, that's a great one. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Any other, any, any cosplays that you have in mind that you, you don't mind sharing with us or are you keeping them secret for like what's upcoming? No, I've been posting all over my social medias of who my next, whom, who the character I'm going to do next. And it's going to be Anakin Skywalker. Nice. That's awesome. I just saw today you posted uh, original Tobey Maguire, like pre-Spider-Man kind yeah, of the, like the, the, the human spider costume. The human yeah. spider. Love it. I love that one. I was like, I'm getting ready for the show and I'm checking Instagram and I see that one. It was just like, I got to watch those movies again, man. I got to, I got to dip back into the whole spider verse. Uh, now, especially it's, I don't think I've done that since maybe since no way home. Hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been a bit, it's been a bit. So, um, I love how much you mix it up, man. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. Keep it, keep it up. Yeah. Um, now this this is a, a Star Wars show, so we're gonna we're gonna try to stick to Star Wars, even though you cosplay all over the place. But first off, I want to know how you got into Star Wars in the first place. Where did this all start for you? My dad, like um, my my dad was ten, thirteen, and sixteen um, when the originals came out, and then I actually saw Attack of the Clones when I was three years old back in '02, but I have no memory of it because you know I was three. But my brother, who was four at the time, he told me I, I loved it. And I believe him because I love, I love Star Wars more than ever. And um, I saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters when I was six years old. Man, it was one of the best theater experiences of my life. So I kind of just grew up with it, with my dad. In fact, he's nice. he, he seen, he seen every single Star Wars film in theaters since they came out. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, my, my, dad, dad, like- my, my, my dad doesn't like to admit it, but he, he's a big nerd. You know what? I I think at this point, like back in the day, I think they, you know, people kind of had to hide that a little bit. So he's got to embrace it. He's got to yeah. just just welcome that and just uh, just go full Star Wars. Um, now, have you ever dragged him to like cons or cosplay stuff or anything like that, or is he just like I'm happy with the movies? This is this is what I do. He's happy. He's happy with the movies. Um, he's not he's not into that kind of stuff, but but he does appreciate people who do it though. You know. Yes. Nice. That's awesome. Um, what I want to ask both, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to ask your favorite star Wars movie or show or like what, what makes star Wars for you. But I also, I'm kind of curious what your dad's favorite star Wars movie is. His favorite is um, return of the Jedi. Mine too. All right. I like him. I like him. What's yours? Revenge of the Sith. All right. All right. Also a very solid answer. When we first started this show, I was surprised because like Charlie and I, we kind of like, yeah, especially Charlie, like we kind of grew up where a lot of people our age were kind of dumping on the the prequels. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't cool to like them. I always enjoyed them for what they were. And especially like, especially two and three, like super solid, but like even like parts of one were so important. Um, but when we started this show, it was like so many people love the like that's their favorite stuff, like the the prequels. Um, it always blew my mind, but now I just love hearing it, man. It's it's great. Um, you mentioned a few favorite characters. Do you have one that you can kind of narrow it down to? I I really like Cal Kestis. Oh yes, great answer. Like 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 before I play um, Fallen Order and I'm um, Jedi Survivor, I really didn't like Cal Kestis. I didn't find his story that interesting, to be honest. But after playing both games, I was hooked. As a matter of fact, I think he's—I think he's still one of the most underrated Jedi out there. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Every time I see a Jedi that survived Order sixty six, whether it's Obi Wan or Cal, it just—you—you you see that kind of stuff, and you—you you think like, okay, they survived Order sixty six, they hid, they did that, whatever. But the more they get fleshed out, whether it's the Survivor games or the Obi-Wan show or whatever it is, we see these characters, or even Ahsoka for that matter, uh, we yeah. see these characters who 
got beaten down, lost everyone, went through very similar stuff than Anakin and didn't turn to the dark side. And I always re- like respect that so much, even though we got a little bit of that with Cal in Survivor. Yeah. I mean, uh, could you blame him? I mean, he, he, he's, had, he's had enough. Yep. Um, I love those games. Man, I love those Me games. Me too. Um, and that character is just, just fantastic. He is instantly one of my favorites as well. So that's that's awesome. Uh, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I have to ask anyway, if you had the force, do you think you'd lean light side or dark side? Probably light side, but I would probably have a hard time not falling to the dark side because I get attached to people pretty quickly. And if I lose them, I, I, I probably would have lost it. I probably would have contained my, my emotions. I. I respect that. Yeah. The, that attachment. And I, you know, I think that's the important thing to keep in mind with attachment. Um, yeah. and you know, I think with, with Jedi, like that's, that's a fine line to walk, right? Like the, the no attachment thing. And I think that's kind of where it came from is like that, that emotion, uh, that, that comes in with the loss of attachment. It's not the attachment itself. Um, yeah. but yeah, very, very good. I'm I'm glad to glad to have you on the light as Thank long you. as you can. That's good. That's good. Um, do you have a favorite lightsaber color of choice? Uh, I got I got I have um, three. Um, from one to three, it's green, blue, and white. Ooh! All right. All right. I like the white's a very uncommon answer for the it show. It is, but um, times, the, yeah. but but the way Ahsoka uses them and Rebels and her show, or even the Mandalorian, is is really bumped up to my list. Yep. Yep. There's an Ahsoka Ahsoka figure. I don't think anyone can see it, but it's just behind me. One of the retro figures, um, and I just I I have most of my retro figures kind of like put away, but this one I just keep out, and I love those even the. The like generic plastic white lightsabers. I just love looking at mm-hmm. them every day that I, I cross back in here. It's um, oh, such I- iconic lightsaber designs. Um, speaking of which, do you have a favorite lightsaber hilt design? Like, does anything stand out to you? I really love thin necks. Like, I love um Luke's Return of the Jedi. Um, Obi Wan's Revenge of Sith. I love Leia's. I I love thin necks. I I, I think it's, it's a clean look. Yeah. Sure. And I also, I also really love um, um, curved hills such as Kondukus. I, I think it's sick. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, Luke's green has always been like my go-to answer until I saw Gunji's lightsaber. And that wooden like Brylark tree design is just like top tier for me. But Luke's, Luke's green one's always a very close second now. Um, the, the curved hilt design, I love that one too. Count Dooku, such an under rated underappreciated design and so weird but yeah. very sith like right yeah um, so he can kind of like depending on where he's holding it you don't really know which way his, his blade's gonna point so so deceptive um it's so great and uh yeah man, i love that answer. um do you have many star wars collectibles do you do you have like a lot of stuff other than like the cosplay stuff or, or i mean they can count too do you have like a favorite Star Wars collectible that you own? My lightsabers when I cosplay. I have five lightsabers. I have Obi-Wan's from Revenge of the Sith. I have Leia's, Darth Revan's, Ben Solo, and like I said, I have Luke's. Nice. All right. Hell of a collection. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hope Grievous is not watching. <laughs> well, we'll have to send a, a, a squadron to protect you if, if he is watching, because that's, that's a collection he's going for, man. That's... That's that's pretty amazing. And um, a, re- a recent um, part of my culture I like, you probably can't see it, but this is actually um, a carbon crystal that, that Jerry Ursa wears. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I am. I'm not, I don't think I'm wearing, no, I'm not wearing mine tonight. Um, I have a kyber crystal necklace as well. Mine's mm. custom made. It says Yar in Arabesh for like my pirate Jedi cosplay. Wow. Um, yeah. So I figured like the dumbest thing I could get printed in Arabesh on uh on a, a kyber crystal would be just like yar um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it's it's the dumbest thing i could come up with and I, I love that one um that one's upstairs right now but i usually wear that when i'm recording it's weird that i don't have it on um 
do you have a, a favorite affiliation like Jedi bounty hunters rebels like if you could hang out with a group for a day what would you where would you go I would probably go with bounty hunters nice. like the thing I like about bounty hunters is that they're not really good or bad they're they're all about business and they'll go to where, where, where the money goes to and plus I I would like I would like some credits too and I would love to ha- hang out with, with the Mandalorians because I, I think their armor's cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, we just started watching uh, the, the Mandalorian over again. We're doing a full timeline rewatch, my wife and I. Um, wow. Straight up from like episode one, straight through shows, movies, everything except the, the animated stuff. She doesn't really want to watch that. But I've been picking at Clone Wars myself. And, the animated you know, stuff? We watch it uh, animated um, okay yeah uh so like clone wars bad batch that kind of stuff but oh, like she's she's missing out i know i know i'm trying to get her don't worry i I'll, i will i will definitely try uh, i thought i almost had her interested in bad batch but anyway <laughs> um but we're doing a full rewatch and we just started mandalorian and man yeah you're right on like the bounty hunter guild like there's so many and like cool diverse looks and people and creatures and all that kind of stuff and they're just yeah like when he like goes into that bar after getting grogu the first time and like everyone's just kind of like staring at him but it's like there's an alien here there's this person there there's that person like i just i want to like hear those stories i just want to sit in that bar and just like have a drink with everyone and just be like where'd you come from what's your deal like i just me too that's such a cool group man um and I, I, I've been trying to narrow it down. I, I want to build a Mando armor set so bad. Um, I had a commission like priced out for a 3D print, and it was it was very reasonable. Hmm. But then I was like, I've always wanted a 3D printer, and for the price of like a Mandalorian armor set, I could just buy my own. So I've kind of like got it narrowed down. I think I'm going to do that, and that'll be like my next. My next cosplay build is like buying a 3D printer and then ground up just building a Mando set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some ideas about how to do like my own little spin on it, but I'm excited. I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, do you ever think about doing a Mando like, or OC or anything like that? A lot of your stuff's like kind of based on characters or, or characters. Do you have OCs that you'd like to do or have you ever been inclined to do that kind of stuff? I've wanted to cosplay a Mandalorian at some point, but um, I'm just I have I just haven't been committed to it yet, you know. Yep. And plus, yeah, they're absolutely. they're those costumes are pretty pretty pricey. But rather oh, you yeah. build, rather you build your own or, or um, buy it yourself, they're they're pretty pricey. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, it, like for me, it made more sense to be like I'm interested in 3D printing. I have a bunch of stuff that I want to learn how to print, including armor. So it makes sense like to try to buy my own my own 3d printer and build a set but like like that's going to be expensive commissioning of the thing was going to yeah. be expensive even like the hasbro helmet like the mando helmet that's, that's behind me like that thing wasn't cheap and like you could hmm. cut things out of cardboard or foam and i you know i know some people that have done that and done really really good jobs at it um i think that's probably the most cost effective way to do it yeah um but like it's a commitment <laughs> a lot more than like throwing on, uh, you know, a poncho and, and spinning a lightsaber around and be like, Oh, a Jedi. Like the armor is just another level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah. don't forget the dark saber. Yes. I, I was playing around with one of my, my lightsabers tonight and I hit the, the dark saber font and I was like, I, I, I need a dark saber. Hmm. Um, I'd actually, I'd, I'd love like the Darksaber style blade, but more of a curve, like a cutlass kind of thing. Again, going back to Pirate Jedi stuff. Um, mm. I, I don't want to talk about my stuff. I want to talk about yours. Let's uh, <laughs> a little bit more about you. Um, and then we can move on to some cool news and stuff because uh, we already talked about video games and we have some, some cool stuff. Um, last question that I always like to ask people. Star Wars is basically just ponchos and laser swords and suffering and shenanigans through the stars if you were in star wars what kind of shenanigans would eventually get you taken off the census 
what, what hilarious and dumb way do you think you could end up dead in Star Wars? I'd probably be dumb enough to actually accidentally put an X-wing fighter in reverse instead of forward, <laughs> and, then I, and, and then I crash. That is the first time I've heard that answer, and I, I love it. It's so simple, but 100% believable. Yeah. I like it. I really like that one. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, so we already talked about the Jedi Survivor games. Uh, we have one bit of news that I really wanted to touch on this week, and that is Respawn. The game developer Respawn may be, the rumor, if the rumors are true, developing an Xbox exclusive first person shooter Mandalorian game. Um, for me, holy crap, that's great. Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling about that news? Uh, this rumor, does that get you excited? Are you an Xbox guy? Are you um, excited about this in general? Or do you just like the video games that you like are just kind of fall in order and this isn't doing anything for you? I love Star Wars. I'll, I'll take a, any kind of video games that they have. I, I am an Xbox person. and In fact, I only have Xbox Series S. The Mandalorian is my favorite live-action Star Wars show, so I'll, I'll take it. And I've never been a big fan of, of in-person shooting games, but maybe the, maybe it will change my mind. So so whatever they have, I'm, I'm taking it. So, yes, I hope these rumors are true. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I, I got to get your Xbox handle after we uh, finish recording. I'm an Xbox yeah. guy too. That's my main, uh, my main place to play. And uh, man, I, I, yeah, I'm super excited. Like respawn for anyone that doesn't know they're behind apex legends. Um, man, <laughs> you know, they, uh, and, and like Jedi survivor, um, they are a fantastic studio. Um, add that to, again, the Jedi series, which we're getting apparently one more game, Star Wars Outlaws, um, Quantic Dreams, I think is still working on Star Wars Eclipse, but like kind of boo to that studio. Um, but holy crap, man, a Mando game has been rumored for a long time. There have been like, yeah. even leaks about like proof of concept and all this kind of stuff. I hope this is real. If it comes Me to too. Xbox. Yes. Awesome, but uh, I just hope this is real. I don't care if it's an exclusive or not, whatever. Um, I I was surprised, I have to say, a little bit by the first-person shooter thing. Because, like, being in a Mando suit of armor, to me, you kind of want a third-person view. You want to be able to see that armor. You want to be able to see what you're doing and those big action pieces and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So just being able to see a gun, it's like, well, why, why, I guess I'm a Mando, but I only like, I have a gun, but like, I guess you could also do kind of, um, if you're familiar with like the Metroid games, uh, for Nintendo where like, you know, you can get the arm cannon, but then it can change into a bunch of different things. So like, I'm yeah. wondering if like the wrist gauntlet would be the same kind of thing. You get whistling birds, flamethrower, I'm hyping myself up for this game. Shoot, the the grappling hook. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. This needs to be a real thing. I hope so. Yeah, because I've been, I've been <laughs> playing because I've been playing Battlefront two since launch, and I was back in 2017. I need something new. Yep. Um, what do you think? Actually, that's another thing I forgot to add to the, the list. But you know what? Charlie never talks about video games, so I I never pay attention to to that stuff on this show. But while Charlie's away, I got you here. We can chat video games. What do you think about uh, Star Wars Battlefront, like the original, coming to uh, coming to all the consoles? Like the two thousand, what's that? Two thousand four, five, two thousand five. Yes. Holy crap, man! Yeah, did you did you see that collection? It's coming to everything. Um, Yeah, I adding new stuff. Now, don't get mad. I really can't say on this because I've actually never played that. I've, I think I might have played it once. I am no expert by any means on these games. Um, I'm just excited because I've heard so many great things. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely checking this out. So far, I have not seen definitive 
a definitive answer anywhere saying if this is like cross-platform, which I really hope it is because I want to be able to jump on my Xbox, play with someone on PlayStation, on Switch, on whatever. If it's not cross-platform, I might be double-dipping if this is as good as people are saying. Yeah. I'll get a copy on my Switch to play with a Switch crew. I'll get a copy on my Xbox to play with my Xbox crew and just enjoy Star Wars. But I just, I love that this is coming back and that the hype level is so freaking high for it. Yeah. It, um, it, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, have you ever played the, like, any of those old kind of remakes? We've got, like, um, like Star Wars, like pod racing and all of that kind of stuff. Have you have you dipped back into the catalog or do you stick to more of the, the newer stuff? I think the, the oldest Star Wars game I've ever played was, was Revenge of the Sith for PS2. Oh, okay. All right. Excellent. Man, I, just I, played, uh, I haven't played that game in years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. I gotta go back to see if I can find a copy of that. I, um, I just played... It might have been, I can't remember if it was Revenge of the Sith or Attack of the Clones, but it was like the, the, the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance version of it. Wow. I had never played that one when I was a kid, but I just like got like a, an emulator machine, a little like Game Boy looking emulator machine. And like, that's mm-hmm. a solid kind of like side scrolling Star Wars action game. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Star Wars video games. Like you said, it's a great time to be a Star Wars video game fan. It is. Yeah. They're coming out with some cool stuff. Um, if anyone's listening. If you want to play, uh, you want to hook up when these games are coming out, because the Battlefront is, is coming out in March. Um, so if anyone wants to play, if anyone wants to like sync up and, and get some com- competitive Star Wars going on, uh, join the Secret Friends Unite Discord group. We have a full channel in there dedicated to video games, to uh, like looking for people to play multiplayer games. Just post it, post your, your usernames, what platform you, you play on. And there's always people playing different stuff. And this game, for sure, is going to be getting some people in that group in. So please, come on over. The the, the, uh, the links are in the show notes or on my social media channels. Um, so, uh, you know, join join now and, and see all the stuff. There's, there's a bunch of other stuff to talk about. But, like, Star Wars section, video game section, if you're listening to this show right now, you're probably interested in that. So uh, so join us over there. And it's, it's usually a good time. Um, okay. Yeah. We'd love to have you in. Uh, <laughs> not not just not just you, Malcolm. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Feel free to join if you use Discord. Uh, but anyone listening, that's um, the more the merrier. Um, you ready to jump into the topic? Let's do it. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, Secret Friends Unite. Let me tell you about Zencaster. We use them for our show, and now they're supporting us. Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. It's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution. provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Being a creator has never been easier. And we chose Zencaster because of the ease of use, uh, high quality output, and we it makes it super easy for our guests to come on. Uh, we had multiple solutions we tried before, and Zencaster has just been the best fit for us. Why Zencaster? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sounds and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So if you're interested in making an easy, high-quality podcast just with the click of a browser button, go to Zencaster.com slash SFU and use our code SFU. You'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now back to the show. Uh so we got the first three episodes in a big drop of the Bad Batch season three. Um, 
how do you want to tackle this? Do you want to, do you want to go like one episode at a time? Do you want to do like overall thoughts on the three episodes in this arc? Um, how, how are you feeling? How do you, how do you want to talk about this? We'll, we'll tell people, we'll, we'll discuss this in real time. Um, can we do it from episode to episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, so the first episode is called confined. Uh, I'll read a little synopsis, but, for anyone listening, we are going full spoilers on this one. If you haven't seen the episodes, if you don't want to see the episodes, feel free to duck out now. We appreciate you listening this far. Uh, again, join us on Discord. Join us on social media. And uh, and we'll see you next time. Um, so that's your warning. We're going full spoilers. So number one, confined following or capture. Omega becomes part of the Imperial cloning division against her will. Uh, one of her attacks tasks consist of taking blood samples from clones alongside emery Kerr. however omega becomes suspicious when emery also takes omega's blood only for nala to discard the sample in secret she also evades the guards to speak to fellow bad batch member crosshair who vainly attempts to discourage omega from escaping mount tantus and befriends a lurka hound named batcher which i just loved bad batch batcher <laughs> me too New mascot, new mascot for sure. Uh, when the Imperials decide to euthanize Batcher, Boo, uh, Omega frees the Hound, which escapes into the jungle of Wayland. Uh, Dr. Henlock warns Omega that further defiance will result in consequences for Crosshair. Bad dude. All right. What were your thoughts on this episode? How are you feeling with, with this being the kickoff for season three? I think um, it was a great way... Um to transition from um, season season two from another episode to um, season three, episode one um, episode. And um, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it that way. But um, I thought it, I thought they did a great job of showing a different perspective of clones just, just not fighting all the time. We see clones being in prison, you know, them being victims of the empire. Like, like think about it. From Attack of Clones to Clone Wars to Bad Bats, we, we always see clones fighting, you know, fighting the Republic. So seeing them um, as victims for the Empire, it, I just think um, it's a good way to show that perspective, you know? It's, yeah, it's showing, like, how did they get from fighting in the prequels to where they were in even something like Obi-Wan Kenobi, where they're on the streets, they're begging for credits in a bucket helmet, completely discarded, and just kind of pushed aside and and we see that we see that happening here in real time um did you have any favorite like favorite scenes favorite moments anything like that in this episode specifically my favorite moment has to be when we keep seeing Nala say i'm throwing away omegas on sample like what what can she be doing like um like i always knew there's something special about omega because i'm pretty sure she's the only female clone out there out out of the whole republic right so, so yeah, I knew there's, seemingly. I knew there's, what was that? I said, yeah, seemingly, yeah, that, that would be, yeah. So her throwing away her samples um, re- really got me um, interested in this season. Because, you know, from season one to two, we always know, like, what are Omega's um, origins? So I'm happy that, that um, in this episode, we finally, we finally get to see a sample of that. Yeah. That was, uh, f- for me, that was super satisfying because from like the beginning of this show back in season one, I've been saying like, I think Omega's force sensitive. Like I think she's a force sensitive clone. And then I started to doubt myself because they kind of never played that up. They, there'd be little bits and pieces here. And I'd be like, I think they're still hinting, but it, like seeing LSA throw out the blood samples and kind of realizing what they were doing with project necromancer was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I was right. Um, yeah that i love that but i also i i, I do um so th- those scenes were fantastic um yeah to to try to pick something different for myself um i think omega's compassion shown throughout this episode uh again one of those star wars moments showing how strong some of these characters are um you know, showing that she's been in prison for a long time. You know, um, I, I think people have done the estimations and counted the marks that she makes on the wall. 
And it seems to be about a five-month jump from the start of this episode to where it ends up. 164 marks on the wall, 164 yeah. days of imprisonment. And we don't see them fully break her. We still see that compassion with trying, you know, believing that there's good in crosshair and trying to save Batcher, trying to, you know, free him and just kind of fight. And you see that rebel kind of like f the empire mentality in it and it just like she crushes that droid she's freeing the 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 hound and um i just i i thought i found myself saying like you know f the empire yeah let's go let's go <laughs> um so I, I love those little moments um, me too so you ready to move on to to number two yes or anything okay all right um and if you know if there's if there's stuff that pops back in, we can go back and revisit episode one. But let's yeah, let's let's keep it moving uh, to episode two. Pass unknown after gaining intel from the Durand fi- crime family, Hunter and Wrecker travel to an abandoned Imperial cloning facility. Hemlock was in charge of. The pair runs into Mox, Zeke, and Stack, clone cadets that were held prisoner by Hemlock before managing to escape as the Empire destroyed the facility. Zeke helps Hunter and Wrecker enter the facility while evading Slithervines, an Imperial experiment gone awry. Uh, meanwhile, Mox and Stack manage to find the Marauder. While Zeke is gathering intel, the trio are attacked by Slithervines, which are revealed to be the tentacles of a huge monster, which kind of look like a mutated Sarlacc pit. That's just <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Mox and Stack are able to extract the three before defeating the creature with explosives. Hunter then promises to take the cadets to Pabu, which we saw in season two, um, where I'm still hoping the clones, the remaining ones, retire to. Um, all right. What do you think of this one? I really like I like this episode because I like, I like the intensity of this episode. Like, my hands were sweating the entire time when they were trying to escape from those vines. Like, truth be told, I didn't, I didn't think they were going to make it. But then I remember it's the Bad Batch. They're, they, they're going to make it. And yeah. it, it feels good uh, seeing Wrecker um, blowing stuff up again. Gonk droid backpack. Yeah. Like, come on. That was awesome. <laughs> and I'm, I won't lie to you. Be, be, before the two cadets um, used their, their ship to, to help to help them escape from the vines, I thought they were going to betray them and escape on their own. Just, just like yep. that one character did back in season two. They got yeah. their ship back, but I was hoping that um that wouldn't happen again, you know? Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I was right there with you. I thought these kids were going to steal it. Uh, I thought like the clones were going to have to go. I thought we were going to have a couple of episodes stuck on this planet with them trying to find a way off or, or a way out or whatever. Rex comes to save them, something like that. I was a hundred percent with you that like, they're losing the ship. They're losing their home. Um, yeah. again, uh, but I was, I was happy, uh, for the, for that not to be the case. Uh, and I love so part of me was hoping that like they'd start this crew to be a new Bad Batch. You know, they kind of cut. It's only two of them left. I know, yeah. I know they're searching for for other, you know, for for Omega and and maybe Crosshair. But like, if they're going to replenish their numbers, why not do Mox, Zeke, and Stack? I'm I'm sure this isn't the the last we'll see of these characters, but. Part of me was very surprised when they said, we're going to take you to Pabu. I really thought it was like, gear up, kids. We're going to find Omega, and you're joining us. Um, how, how did you feel about those three characters? I thought they were great. And um, and back to your point real quick, saying, hey, um, we, we got three new cadets. I mean, join us. I, I think they took them off to that. What's that place called again? That where hunters uh, are going to take them? Pabu. I think they did for their safety because they're kids. Yeah, that's a good point. So but yeah, Omega, I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm pretty sure Omega ha- had nowhere to go, so so it felt like they had to take her in. But with, with, with those three, they have more options where to take him to safety. Maybe that's why they, they drop him off. And easier for the, the those three to hide. Omega is kind of a hot target. You know, the Empire is constantly chasing her. Yeah, I get. And plus, yeah, and plus, I. I, I doubt at this point that, that the Empire is, is going to care for is going to care any less for, for three stranded um clone cadets. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. All right, fine. Fine. I I, I concede 
you you got me there. Uh, I I'm 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 thinking though that the, like, again, this isn't the last we'll see. We'll see these kids uh, maybe with Omega and like one surviving member of the Bad Batch. Because um, I don't think I don't think Tech's going to be the only one that goes. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but by the end of this season, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I, I'm thinking it's like Omega and maybe a new batch or something that can kind of continue the Bad Batch legacy or something. Um, kind of like we saw with, uh, with like guardians of the galaxy. If you saw the newest one, you know, oh, some yeah. members are going here. Some members are going there. Here's a new team or a new yeah. kind of mix up lineup. Yeah. Um, same kind of deal, right? Yeah. Real quick. Um, uh, top, top yeah. five, top five MCU film for me, by the way. Nice. Yes. I love that one. It made me cry yeah. like a baby, but I love that one. Big time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Number two and three really always get me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Always. Um, yeah, this is a great episode, a very stark contrast to episode one. I love that one focused on Omega. This one focused on the other two trying to find Omega and combine. We kind of got the best of both worlds of like that character study of Omega and what's going on in the clone facilities. And then like straight up action movie with, with this one. Yeah. Um, any, like, I think we've talked about a few of them for me, any other favorite scenes or favorite bits in this episode before we move on to episode three, anything else you want to talk about too? I really want to talk, talk about episode three because I got a lot to say about this one. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's, let's move straight on. Uh, so episode three, shadows of Tantus, Emperor Palpatine himself travels to Mount Tantus to learn about the progress of Project Necromancer. After Emery takes a sample of Omega's blood, Nalase warns Omega that she is in danger and urges, his, her, urges her to escape using a data pad with access to the facility and its shuttles. Uh, Omega he frees Crosshair and upon learning that all shuttles are grounded because of Palpatine's visit, they escape through the Lurka t- uh, kennel uh, chutes to find a crashed shuttle. Emery attempts to stop them but is stunned by Crosshair inadvertently tripping an alarm. After neutralizing a search team, Crosshair and Omega, joined by Badger, yes, our uh, guy, steal, <laughs> steal their shuttle but end up being pursued. However, after learning from Emery that the M count required for Project Necromancer can only be replicated with Omega's blood, Hemlock calls off the pursuit since they need Omega alive. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> you said you had some thoughts? Share them. Now, this may be unpopular opinion, but if Omega is Force-sensitive, I... um. I kind of really don't like it because oh, I, wow. I, okay. I feel like that, um, I feel, I really don't like, um, most characters being force sensitive because people think that being force sensitive makes him, makes him a cool character. And I think Omega is, is fine as she is, but if she is force sensitive, it makes, it makes sense why the empire is after her. Like, like, like back when working for Sid, well, um, screw Sid, by the way, when they were, when they were playing that, that chess game, and we see that Omega ha- has been beating um, veteran players um, easily because I'm pretty sure her skill is, is um, strategy. So I'm pretty sure that uh, it, it was the force that, that was help- helping her to win those games. Because there's That's, no way it, yep. it, 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 no it could have it been pure luck. Yep. I mean, I'll, I'll one of the first far, times I remember it, saying that. Yeah. I'll even take as far as back how, like, it's kind of the same thing when people say, how, how could a child like, like, like Anakin could win a pod race? Because he had yeah. the force. Yeah. The same reason why, why Luke can um, blew up the Death Star in one shot. Yep. Or I saw a great thing. Um, oh, shoot. Who posted that? It was a great explanation of the trench run and why Darth Vader couldn't just shoot him down. He was shooting down other X-Wings without targeting. Um, yeah. But had a hard time getting onto Luke, and he was trying to target Luke. Uh, and the, the explanation for that was, well, yeah, Luke is Force-sensitive, whether like just instinctually – um, he's, he's probably dodging lasers and dodging lock on without knowing that someone's locked on or, or doing anything to him. He's not even, he's just naturally attuned to like, just like Anakin was like, Oh, maybe I should do this. Oh, uh, barrel roll. That's a cool move. And he ends up like, a, you know, dodging. Like it's, it's just that perfect, just instinct intuitiveness. 
um, that that's just just ingrained in them. Um, yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah, and um, I also I love seeing Crosshair and Omega team up because when was the last time we see Crosshair team up with, with his own members? And that was cool. And I, I won't lie to you, when I thought they weren't going to make it. And uh, truth be told, I thought I thought uh, Crosshair was just going, going to abandon Omega because we see from the trailer of the Bad Batch from episodes one, two, and three, he 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 just doesn't care anymore. But I guess he, at the end he had a change of heart because um because like Omega said, you need to um you need to trust people more, and maybe this time he'll finally trust Omega again. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm not absolutely. Oh, sorry, and I'm pretty sure I'm not sure this episode is of one or two, but. I really like that scene where uh, Emery gives back um, Omega's doll back. Yeah. Uh, oh, what, what was it? Yeah, I can't remember which episode that was in, but yeah, it was um, one of those sweet little moments. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, with with Crosshair, it's it was really cool to see him getting excited when he was like, do you know this... I forget what it was like this plan or this play, whatever it was that when they were playing, when they were, they had to take the ship over uh, yeah. such a Jack Sparrow move. If you're a fan of the pirates movies uh, as well, um, just where it's like, you know, like two people taking over a ship and it's already ready to fly. So they just need the two of them and they just need everyone else to get out. Um, very Jack Sparrow move. I loved every second of it, but yeah. seeing him, not be this crusty old dude, not be completely defeated. Um, knowing that his brothers taught her everything that she needs to know, that the two of them could be their own little bad batch. Uh, you, you know, you start to see that little bit of excitement. You start to see that little glimmer yeah. of hope in Crosshair. And like, you start to see his brothers come out. You know what I mean? You start to see that enthusiasm. And you start to see this plan come together and them just taking it out and perfectly executing this plan. Um, I love that, man. I, I really hope this is like the start of Crosshair's redemption arc. Um, and I, I love that it, it's shifted so much from episode one to episode three of like defeated, do not come back for me, do not think about me again, to like, you know this play? Let's run it, kid. Let's yep. go. Uh, so good. So, you know, and it kind of, it, it's probably my favorite prison outbreak ever um, since One Way Out in Andor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think Andor kind of like wrecked it because you didn't think they were all going to survive, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Man, I, 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 hope, I hope Kino survived because remember he says, I can't swim. He better survive. I'm really hoping we see him in Andor 2. Uh, yeah. Season 2. Um so for this this episode, Palpatine's back. What do you think? How do you feel about this tying into the sequels? Because like this is this is years ago. We're talking just after Clone Wars, really. Way yeah. before, you know, way before the the original trilogy. And he's already playing at Project Necromancer, already playing at these contingency plans of like I need clones. I need force sensitive clones. Someone's going to try to take me out and I need a way to come back. How do you feel about this basically being one of those like set up explanation? How did they get there? Somehow Palpatine returned. This is the justification for it. Like, how do you feel about that being one of the driving forces seemingly behind this show, but definitely this series or this season? I mean, I like it. I mean, it just really shows Palpatine's character. Like Palpatine was, was always several steps ahead of people, and him and him preparing decades before the sequel trilogy, and him returning in the sequel trilogy shows that he's been playing this for a long time. He, he didn't just just you know magically appears, right? Yeah, I, same, big same. I, I love that kind of thing, and it's it reminds me so much of Clone Wars, where you know we had the prequel movies. And they were good on their own. But when you watch them and the Clone Wars cartoon, you appreciate those characters. You appreciate the story so much. And like Revenge of the Sith, 
hits so much harder when you see what Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka had gone through. Yeah. And combining Revenge of the Sith with the final season of Clone Wars is just like emotional gut punch. Have a good day. Um, so this is kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah. like you said, Palpatine's playing a long game. He's playing chess while everyone else is playing like shoots and ladders. Like the guy is so far ahead of every single other person on the game board. It's not even fit. Um, and this, this just shows it. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, what in this episode, any, any favorite scenes that we haven't talked about or anything so far? I pretty much um, said all my favorites when we did, when we, Went over the episodes in order. Um, I'm I'm trying to think fine. what have what have we not mentioned? Uh, I got nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, that's that's perfectly fine. That's 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 all right because I'm I'm kind of drawn a blank. Like we we've definitely touched on on some of my favorite stuff. That the Omega Crosshair team up for me was just like, and then Batcher yeah. coming in at the end was just oh so freaking perfect. Um, where do you where do you think this season's going to go, and where do you want this season to go? Like, if they're two different things, you know what I mean. Like, do you think yeah. this is going to go the way you want it to? I mean, I kind of hope that, that that the Bad Batch will finally just rest, put everything down, and retire soldiers. But the way it's going, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen. And um, uh, I think. Yeah. I, I think all of them, I think all of them are going to die. All of them? I think so. You oh, call me crazy, dude. but I I'm sorry, but I think I think I think that's going to happen. Man, but if that does happen, I'll I'll, I'll be more heartbroken than than sh- than the, the Clone Wars episode shattered. Okay. Are you including Omega in this everyone's going to die thing? Uh Well, um Excluding Omega, because like you said, they need okay. her alive. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you think she's going to end up with the Empire? Oh, jeez. <laughs> if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I'd rather have Omega die than join the Empire. Okay. All right. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you're not getting me, you're not getting my, and that might be why they go after Grogu. Because Grogu is years after. They're still working on Project Necromancer, obviously, because yeah. they're still trying to extract the M, uh, the, the high M count uh, genetic material from Grogu. When, and this is after, that's after Re, uh, Re, Return of the Jedi. Um, so we know that Project Necromancer takes years, takes a very long time. And we see the failures of that in the sequel trilogy with, um, with Snoke, with failed experiments, with Ray's, uh, Ray's dad. Um, with even the clone body that, that Palpatine's in when we actually see him in Rise of Skywalker uh, is deteriorating. It's not the best clone it can be. It doesn't have the proper M count. So I don't know. Yeah, I think, I don't think they, they're going to capture Omega. So like, oh man, it's depressing to think that she might just be like, you'll never take me alive, suckers. <laughs> Blaze of glory. Um <laughs> uh, I'm hoping for a happy ending, but you've just freaked me out. <laughs> freaked oh, me right I, out, I'm, I'm I'm sorry about that, and to everybody who's listening, <laughs> uh, that that is okay. I uh, we had to get there eventually, I suppose. Um, now, um, the big question: Do you think Tech is still alive? <clears throat> I I don't. I don't either. I um, I understand the desire to hope that Tech is still alive. Um, I'm really, oh, who said that? Uh, someone said they think he's, they're, they're going to Bucky Burns him and basically bring him back up. Right. Like, you know, here's bits and pieces of tech, but he's been brainwashed. And that might've been Jimmy Kelly. Um, other that, that someone said that at a re in a recent episode or, uh, something I was watching or something. Um, shoot. I, 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 I'm, I'm dreading that. I don't want that to happen. I don't Um, either. Yeah, it's um, there's a there's a whole lot of possibilities, and again, like you said with with Omega, um, I I would I would rather Tech stay dead and just actually be dead than see him come back as some sort of Bucky Burns, uh, you know, robot 
tech kind of enemy amalgam kind of thing. Um, that 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 to me is so much sadder than just tech kind of sacrificing himself to save everyone else. Yeah, and um, what Star Wars needs to stop doing is stop bringing back dead, supposedly dead characters. Like I like I, I think yeah. the, I think the only dead character I um I actually like returning is Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That was genuinely genuinely surprising, um, especially if you didn't watch the Clone Wars and you just see him pop back up in in Solo. And it's like, what the hell? Didn't you get bisected and fall down a bottomless pit? Um, which was my wife's reaction when we rewatched Solo. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, oh, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so okay. So you want a happy ending, but you're expecting a sad one. Yes. Is that where we're at? Okay. All right. Yeah. I respect the realism. I, I, I respect that. Um, that's pretty good. Any any final thoughts before we wrap this up on on these episodes or what we're going to see next or uh, or anything? Or we you're just excited to see more? I'm excited to see um, Ventress back. Yeah. Shoot, I forgot that was happening. Oh. Yeah. And um but um but strictly against with the Bad Batch members, I I want I want to see the team team together again, plus Echo and, and Captain Rex. Yes, absolutely. Um do you think we're going to see that like in the next episode or two or do you think they're going to do a long more like a long tail of this of like yeah, we'll reunite the Bad Batch at like towards the end the end of this series rather than like right at the start do you think we're gonna keep them separated and keep bouncing back and forth episodes of like here's omega and crosshair here's an episode about the other two. like you know it, what where, where are you feeling like this is gonna play out that way i'd rather see all of them together t- towards the very end so that way so our characters can have a little more development before we just see all of them together again you know yep i um i hear you I kind of want the reunion and again, just like start doing some missions and stuff. Yeah. Maybe like mid season reunion. I do like the character development. So I got to agree with you a little bit on that one, but I don't think I want them to wait till the very end. Cause this is the last season, right? Like, yeah, I want to see them all. I want to see them work together a little bit more. So I'm saying like mid season for me personally. Um, but I could, I could see them going either way and really developing the, the characters separately and then bringing them together. Um, you know, kind of, yeah, big team up style. Um, man, this is a good chat. I, there's so much to think about, uh, so much to look forward to in the coming weeks. Yeah. I am uh, I'm super happy we got together and got to chat about this stuff. I appreciate I appreciate the invite because, like I said, this is my very first podcast and it's been fun. I I cannot thank you enough for this um, invitation. <laughs> oh man, absolutely my pleasure. Uh, we've been talking for a little while trying to arrange this, and I'm happy that it finally happened tonight and we got yeah. to talk about something. Uh, not only Bad Batch, but like geeking out about video games on this show never happens because Charlie doesn't play games. So like, thank you for that, man. This is this is a treat. This is an absolute treat. Well, show him this episode. Maybe he'll change his mind. Possibility. He'll be watching, I'm sure. Um, please let people know, Malcolm, where they can find you on the internet, where they can follow you for all of your cosplay stuff and all of your content. You can follow my Instagram, um, Twitter, and TikTok um, titled Jedi Master Mouth. Excellent. As always, links will be in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that, just click the links and uh, and follow uh, follow Malcolm over there. Um, thank you once again, man. This was this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, I, we'll have to have you back on again sometime Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. But uh, this was great. This is great. And yeah. hey, happy first podcast. You too. Well, th- thanks for the invite. <laughs> no problem. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, may the force be with you. Rex, play us out. This is the way. 